Okay, welcome to the Sacred Gary Podcast. We are back. Here being distributed on Anchor. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. And I'm back with the second part of an episode where I was introducing myself to the listeners, allowed me to reintroduce myself. And I cut it into two, two, two episodes. It went um, long, and I, I generally want to produce thirty-minute episodes, and they've been about an average of that. But this one went kind of long. I couldn't cram everything that I wanted to tell into uh, a thirty-minute space, so I did do two thirty-minute segments, around thirty minutes or so. So we're gonna get back into the interview. Or the podcast, well, I, I guess I do interview myself, the podcast that I was doing um, l- last episode. So if you're listening, if you listen to episode one, of, allow me to reintroduce myself. This is the second half. We're going to roll right into it like this. So, you know, um, that was, you know, um, elementary school, middle school, high school. You know, I came up and um, came up, you know, in this environment. Like I said, my dad came to the area. Um, probably was the first black lawyer in the in the county, and um, you know, he was back that time. You know, the first everything really, you know, being black. Stuff so, um, you know, it's just different. It was different. I got a little older, um, you know, I started seeing, you know, some differences. And as a child, I dealt, you know, with a little personal conflict of my own. I was diagnosed with glaucoma, which is, you know, eye disease that you see, you usually see in people, you know, somewhere over the age of 60 at the age of like five. And it led to like three eye surgeries while I was in elementary school elementary school and I remember missing a year of elementary school just being um, a homebound being taught at home recovering from surgery and <clears throat> so you know that was rough on me and I you know just the disease itself it was um it was rough because it was just a lot of you know physical pain and suffering it was, you know just times where I was just totally, you know, uncomfortable. I had dealt with a lot of inflammation in my eyes and stuff, and my mom would make ice packs and stuff like that, cold rags and stuff, and we, you know, put them over my eyes to try to like, you know, calm it down. But it was the kind of thing it was just like, it were like fits and spells or whatever. And you just had to wait for them to pass. And it was just like really nothing you could do about it and stuff like that. So you know, it's just like it was like you know, one of those things where I just remember my, you know, every, everybody would be down. When I was going through it, like my brothers, they would just be, you know, they wouldn't even want, they didn't, they didn't really play. They would, they would just kind of hang around and stuff. They kind of felt guilty playing and feeling good. So it was, you know, it was like a big downer and stuff. But it, I think it just really, you know, um, it gave me a very, very high threshold for pain, which is not like 
something you want to um, exercise in life because I don't, you know, I don't really you know, like pain. Um, and it just made me a tougher person, you know, um, just always having to deal with that. And, and, and I never, I just never fell into that, you know, why me or whatever. I just, you know, I just kind of endured. And as a kid, I didn't really think about it. I just look, look back at it now and stuff. Um, so it's just like, <clears throat> it was one of those things that just, you know, really, really did have an effect you know, on who I am today. And it's, it just goes to show, too. Um, you know, my dad, you know, he took me, like, across the country, took me to see a doctor in San Francisco. You know, I had surgery in New Jersey. And it's, and it's one of those things, like, where it goes to show you that, like, it doesn't really matter, like, how much money you have. You know, you have all the money in the world. It's some things that, um, that, you know, money can't fix you. You know, your health, number one, if you don't have your health, you're not going to enjoy it anyway. But, you know, some things are just in God's hands. You know, it, it they are what they are. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Those things, don't, that, that'll, you know, it probably humbled him a lot. You know what I mean? He was a guy that, that probably felt like, you know, he could do anything he wanted to do. He was, you know, making all this money. You know, he was conquering the world. But he, you know, he couldn't fix his kid, you know what I mean? He couldn't stop that. And, you know, it was, it was, that was in God's hands. And that's just what how life, that's how life is. That's just, that's just how powerful that thing is. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, you're the most powerful lawyer in the country or, you know, revered that way and everything. But, um, you know, God is in control, you know. So, and I, I never, you know, I never, um, never, was resentful of, of the predicament. It was the only life I knew, to be honest with you. So I didn't, you know, I didn't know what it felt like not to, to deal with it. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, what it was type deal. So I went on from, um, so I went to Martin County High School and predominantly, um, Predominantly, what well, was predominantly white town? We, we're, we probably had what three hundred eight kids in our graduate graduating class. I think I counted fifteen blacks. But um, you know, it, it's just it was just the area. You know what I mean? And I had like tons and tons of white friends that I, that I still have. And um, and I think that just growing up. You know, and to me, it was a diverse environment, a diverse environment for me because everybody else was different. Um, it just gave me a different perspective on life and just prepared me to deal you know, with different people and in and, and different scenarios. And leaving right from this, um, this, this high school, I went to a predominantly black um, college, historically black college, not predominantly black, shoot. Um, at that time, it was just black, a historically black college, North Carolina Central University. I went there. My brother was at my brother Kenny um, was already there. He had originally gone to school at the University of Miami and <clears throat> to play football. So he transferred from there after a couple of years and stuff. He got sick and he never really got to play. So um, at University of Miami, so he, um, he transferred to. Um, 
North Carolina Central University, maybe a year or two years before I got there. Before I got there, though. So I got a chance to go up there and watch him play a couple games and just take in the environment. And I, you know, I had been to, my parents had graduated from a historically black college as well. Shaw University was 20 miles away in Raleigh. And I had been going to their homecoming since I could remember being alive, basically. So, you know, I, had, I did have some exposure, but, um, you know, North Carolina Central was a much bigger school, so it was a little bit different. And um, I just liked the vibe, and I kind of, you know, I did probably find some comfort in my brother already being there and stuff. So, I, you know, I followed him up there, and I'm, now I'm in a um, just totally, you know, black environment. Just like a year ago, I'm, I'm in Martin County, Stewart, Florida, at basically um, – totally white school for the most part and now um, at a uh, historically black college and it was you know it was wonderful I had you know it was probably four of the best you know years of my life at, at that time as far as you know just my youth and, and enjoying myself for you know where I was um, you know in life and stuff and I made you know a bunch of great friends and I, I joined my fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi University, I mean, Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. And um, I think the whole, between just going to the school itself, um, it had such a sense of community there. Um, and just to this day, if, if, you, if you've gone to a HBCU, you probably know what I'm talking about. And it, it gave me just this great sense of community. Like, we're, we're in this together. And that's, you know, part of the my perspective on life right now. Like, when I look at issues and stuff, and I, my people was like, you know, we're in this together. You know, what what is, you know, for the greater good of, of my people? And joining the fraternity, um, same thing, a sense of, you know, community, you know, a tighter bond. And, you know, the fraternity was something that, um, you know, my my family, you know, like I said, my dad was a first generation college graduate. He he wasn't in the fraternity and, and my brother played football. And my family was just a family full of athletes. And I didn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, much of an athlete. I played, you know, a little football and stuff, but I didn't, I, would, I didn't stand out in anything. So I didn't continue, you know, playing sports in the high school. And, you know, my brother, used to, my older brother used to tease me a lot because he was like, man, you're always trying to be different. You're always trying so hard to be different, you know. And I and it was true because I, I I wanted something, you know, of my own. I always liked being uh, the first, you know, to do something. or I liked to, to take the, the unbeaten path. And so for my family, there was um, really, you know, my dad, you know, that type of thing, all athletes. My cousin ended up, um, pledging Omega before I did, maybe a year before I did, one time for uh, my cousin Jimmy Gary. He's probably have him on sometime in the future. He's an actor. Uh, been in various series, um, When They See Us, Orange is the New Black. But, um, but we both started talking about it, you know, at the same time. So it was something that, you know, appealed to me and something that I hadn't seen anybody, you know, around me, close to me do. And so you know, that made it intriguing to me. And then the more I learned about it, and I, 
I kind of, you know, identified with, with the fraternity, fraternity, you know, early on, even before I got to college. It's something that, I, you know, I, I liked and I wanted to do. And, you know, the more I learned about it, the, you know, the, the, the more you know, I wanted to be involved. And um, I got initiated, you know, over 26 years ago. And I'm, you know, still, you know, still, still in love with my fraternity to this day. So that was definitely um, a life-shaping experience. And it, it is a big part, you know, of who I am and, you know, how I look at things. So um, after law school, you see, where am I? No, after college, I went to law school. After college, I went to law school. And I started, um, first went to law school in Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, went to law school, went there first. I was scared to death. And I, you know, I did, you know, very well. I was scared to death. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's all right. It ain't that bad. And um, so I started hanging out with a lot of my friends from the area um, that weren't in law school and stuff. So... You know, I lost a little focus on so my grades. You know, they dipped. You know, and the problem I had was that I had already this problem I had with my parents was that I already displayed that I could, you know, do better, <laughs> do well. And so they were like, "Wait a minute, you know, there's a problem here. You don't, you know, you don't do really, really well your first semester, and then you know, just barely make it. You know, the next semester, you know, you, you're messing around, that type of deal. So." My dad, he spoke at a school. He did a lot of speaking at law schools and, and um, um, colleges and just motivational speaking and telling his story, that type of deal. So he spoke at a school in Hamden, Connecticut that summer. Um, we were right into the summer uh, after my first year. And he was like, you know, I found a school for you. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm already in school. He's like, nah, man, you need you know." This school right here, these kids are serious, you know, da 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 da, you know, blah 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 blah. And it was school like in um I don't say it was like on the side of a mountain and and kind of just to me it was the middle of nowhere. I had never stepped foot in in the state of Connecticut a day in my life. So I knew nobody there. So when I went there, the only people that I knew I made friends with were Law students. I, when I was in Florida, I, you know, I knew all, I knew all my friends from, you know, high school and all all kinds of stuff. So the only friends I had there were, you know, um, law students. So, you know, I did very well, and you know, I finished school and I started practicing, and you know, became a lawyer. And <clears throat> my dad, as I spoke about him a little bit earlier, you know, about this time is this legal giant. When I come out of school and, you know, just the whole time when I tell people I'm going to law school, people were like, you know, well, you know, you're going to be as big as your dad. I was like, oh, I'm going to be bigger. Da, 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 boo, 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 boo. And it was just knee, knee, a knee-jerk reaction, you know, to the question. But honestly, it wasn't until I got to school, got in school that I really had to, you know, look inside of myself and, you know, see, um, you know, if I really wanted this, you know, do I do I really want to do this? Because like I said, I got there and I was scared. I was just scared to fail when I got there. So I, I did well. That, that adrenaline carried me through. But 
to do it for another two and a half years, like to work at that rate without, you know, the adrenaline of being scared, you know, it took dedication and discipline and just digging deep on a level that I had never had to um, work as hard as consistently for before in um, in my academic career because it was just much harder in school or it it called for much more um, time preparation and work than, than um, you know undergrad did so I had to you know just look deep inside myself and say man you know is this something you really want to do and the only other thing I ever considered doing only of the profession that I had ever considered um, doing when I was in school was being a psychiatrist uh, it was always I liked psychology but <clears throat> the science the science kind of scared me the biology and the physics and you know that just wasn't my cup of tea I was more of an English person you know I could write things like that so um, I was like man you know um, I didn't you know I didn't dare to dream as much to, to be a a psychiatrist so now I'm like okay I'm in law school now so this is, is this what I really wanted to do or did I really want to you know be a psychiatrist what you know what 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 am I doing what what am I going to do here because you know this is going to take some work so I, I had to you know really look inside myself and said man you know this is this is what I want to do or this is what I'm going to do you know what I mean I don't I don't know if I want to or post to or whatever but man I'm here and I'm going to commit to to finishing it you know what I mean I'm going to get it done and we'll see, you know, later. And um, you know, it was it was the right right choice for me because when I got through school and I got out and started practicing, and you know, people said you got some huge shoes to fill. You got some huge shoes to fill. And I I looked at it that way for you know a long time. I was like, man, and I got you know I got a I got huge shoes to fill, and I got to do more. I'm gonna do more than, than what he did, and you know, um, I'm gonna show people, whoop, 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 you know, that type of thing. And you know, as I got older, and I, and from a young age, like like I was trying cases, like hmm, probably um, by myself, like first chair, I was, like my third year as a lawyer, I was trying cases to a jury myself. So you know, I, I was um, definitely thrown in the fire. And I was, you know, more advanced just because I grew up around it. So it wasn't intimidating to me. So I just had to poise. I always had to poise to try a case. I didn't, you know, even when I didn't even know all the rules to, to invoke the rule, <laughs> um, to ask witnesses to leave the courtroom and all that stuff. I didn't even know all that stuff, but I knew how to, to question a witness. And I knew how to give an opening statement. And I knew how to give a closing statement. I knew how to talk. And I knew how to compose myself just because I had been watching it my whole life and and, and and wanting to do it, you know, wanting to prove something, you know, that type of deal and stuff. But as I progressed, you know, more and more in my career and, and I was doing well, but um, what I realized is that, you know, I had my own story to tell. You know, my dad's winning verdicts for 500 million, 240 million, 140 million, 89 million, you know, eventually 23 billion, you know, all these types of things. And I learned, you know, I, not to measure my success by his success, you know. I just had to measure my success by my success and what I was doing because I was, you know, I was kicking ass in my own right, you know, compared to everybody, you know, 
around, you know, what I was doing, but I was looking at it like, man, you know, shoot, I'm not even close to, you know, what he did at this age or whatever. And it was, you know, it was a different time, a different place and a different setup. So, you know, I had to learn how to, you know, live my own life and, and build on my, my own story, you know, that type deal. And I, you know, my dad's one of the greatest trial lawyers that ever walked the face of the earth. So he's, um, you know, he's a once in a generation or every couple of generations type of lawyer. So, you know, it, it would be great to, to um, you know, set that as your goal and, and, and like everybody should set goals and, and never be afraid to set high goals. But, you know, that's not the standard I'm, I'm going to be judged by. Um, but that's created a legacy. And my role and responsibility is different. You know, it's different from 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 what he did. You know, um, my responsibility is to carry on a legacy, not to create one. And in the process, you know, I, I will create my own. But I learned that I can give my own contributions, you know, have my own contributions and carry on the spirit of what my father's created in my own way, being my own person. And, you know, when I settled in that realization, um, I, you know, I just feel like everything shot through the roof that all, I started getting you know all these you know awards and accolades and all these things just they just you know started coming out of everywhere it was like an avalanche but it was like um once I I conquered that that internal struggle it wasn't until then you know I always had talent and, and I always you know had some success we were you know settling cases getting good cases and stuff like that but it was just um it just felt like things went to a whole, a whole other level once, you know, I came to that realization and that peace, you know, within myself that, you know, I'm me and and um, and I just got to be me and I'm I'm dope regardless. Like, you know, what I mean, like period point playing, I'm just dope. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter um, what if I gotta, I don't have to have twenty three billion dollars to be dope. I'm dope. I'm kicking your ass. Regardless, you know what I mean. So, once, um, you know, once I came to that piece, man, you know, I I just been shooting like a rocket, and I you know, I hope everybody else can just find that inner peace, you know, in themselves. And like I tell so many people so many times, um, you know, it's just you versus you out here, and it's just you being focused on what you need to do and not worrying about what other people were doing, um, comparing yourself to what other people have done or, or accomplished. And, you know, everybody had their time and their, and their season. And you got to just keep plowing until it's harvest time. Somebody, somebody's harvest might be while you're playing. That's just, that's just how it goes. And you can't be, get distracted. You can't allow jealousy or envy those things to creep in and distract you, those those demons to, to distract you from 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 your prize. You know your prize is waiting for you to claim it, but you know the devil throws so many things at you to distract you from you know getting to your prize. And um, you know you just have to be aware of these things, and um, you know just know how to navigate through them. 
I think that's everything. Um, personal interest. I wanted to talk about a couple personal interests. In me. Um, I feel like I'm going a long time. I do want to close out, but um, just for people to get to know the host, music was probably my first love. I'm a big music lover. I used to DJ when I was younger. I fell in love with rap music at a very young age. Um, but I had even before I was listening to rap music, I had a record player. Nice. My parents would go on trips to, um, you know, NBA mid-years and stuff like that, or, or guardsmen, stuff like that. Uh, if it was, when I say NBA, National Bar Association, which is the largest and oldest association of um, black lawyers and judges, my dad got involved with that as a young lawyer, and you know, a lot of the relationships he made through that um, are, you know, the reason why he was able to grow and get cases all over the country and stuff. But, um, you know, they would go on these different trips for the different conventions. And sometimes they, you know, we would be in school and they would ask us to bring us, bring us something back. And I would always ask for a record. MTV was out when I was, came out when I was a kid. Sewell's Point, um, MTV just came out like 83 and, um, 82 ish, somewhere, somewhere around there. And um, and um, I would like ask for a record of somebody's video I saw or album or whatever. So I, I just always loved music. I fell in love with music. You know, at a young age, my dad, you know, he's a music lover, and he, you know, was always playing the Temptations or the OJ's or something like that. So I, you know, I was in love with, with that music until you know I found my own, which was you know hip hop. But I love R and B, pop music. I, I just like all types of music now. And um, let's see what else. Sports. Sports. I am a big sports fan um, from a very young age. Like I said, my parents, um, my family, my dad, brothers, um, all in the football. Basketball, too. But Florida's a football state. So if you grew up in Florida, Everybody, everybody loves football. Um, pro football, high school football is big. Youth football is big. Um, it's just, it's just huge. And I've always been in the sports, pro, college, you know, whatever it may be. Boxing is my, probably my favorite sport. And I'm, I'll probably do an episode about boxing, just an episode about boxing by itself um, one day soon. Um, black culture is one of my interests. Fashion, travel. I love to travel, uh, and I love fashion. Um, I was a fashion addict at one point, and I'm, you know, when I step out, I'm usually the best dressed man in the room, if I don't say so myself. But um, you know, those are just a few things about me, and I hope that um, what I've shared can. No, just give a little insight to who I am and maybe help you understand you know, why I look at things the, the way that I do and um, you know, the experiences that I've had and you know, basically tell you a little bit more about who I am. All right, I'm signing off. And until next episode, thank you.